and welcome to the Run Local Podcast. Of course, this is the podcast where we invite local entrepreneurs, athletes, basically just people of excellence. And of course, I'm here with my co-host, Josh Muxon, the voice of Run Local Events and the Run Local Podcast. I am JT Service. And Josh, do we have a special guest today? Uh, we absolutely do, JT. Um, it is certainly our uh, pleasure to have this guest on the show, but as is our custom on the Run Local Pod, is we like to turn it over to the guests to let them give a little bit of introduction uh, of who they are and why they're why they're on the pod and, and kind of what defines them. So, Justin, I'm going to turn it over to you. you. Mind giving us a quick introduction? I would love to. First, thank you for having me on. Uh, my name is Justin Forsett. I am a, a father of four, husband to one. Uh, I am the CEO and co-founder of Hustle Clean, a mission-driven active care brand that enables the everyday athlete to do more and be more without compromise. Um, and I also used to play uh, football for nine years, and I was a Pro Bowl running back for the Baltimore Ravens. But yeah, that's me. Josh, our first Pro Bowler. Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> who would have thought it would have taken this long to get to our first ones. Pro Bowler? But, uh, this is not only the first Pro Bowler we've had, but the absolute best Pro Bowler we've had. <laughs> Hands one. down. I like it. Let's keep no, it so, I, love, uh, I love when they start because I always put it in priorities. So that means I think Justin puts father almost number one, maybe tied with husband. Then we went to entrepreneur and leader, and we eventually got to pro bowler, which I think is yes. pretty cool down the down the list. Yeah, yeah. And and Justin, down it probably didn't always it probably wasn't always that way for you, was it? Oh yeah, no, definitely wasn't. Uh sports was uh higher up there uh on the ladder for a while, but uh having my priorities have shifted over time. <laughs> That's pretty and, cool. uh, and, and very quick, like, uh, you got, to, you've got, you've got four kids, uh, they mm -hmm. must be loving, um, it, it, life right now. Uh, are they, <laughs> are they in school? <laughs> are they going to school? They're doing video conferencing. What's the, what's the, what's the educational situation for you? So yeah, we're, uh, virtual learning. Um, we had the pleasure of homeschooling our kids prior to COVID. So hasn't been oh, much wow. of a transition for us. Um, so they're That's they're great. hanging in there. Life is life is uh, normal for them as far semi -normal. as school. Yeah, yeah semi normal. Like yeah, it's great. Cool. Uh, so JT, ahead, um, yeah. before we before we came onto the pod, one of the things JT and I were talking about, and I said like, look, JT, I know you think you got a lot of really great connections. I know you get out there and you chat with folks uh, in the community about things that are happening, things that are going to happen, and things that have happened in the past. Um, I, but I was kind of floored when you said, hey, Justin's going to come on the pod and chat with us a little bit about what he's done in the past and what he's doing right now. And I'm very curious to kind of get into, uh, like, how did you guys connect and come and come together? What's the relationship between you know, JT, Soul Focus, and, and Justin and Hustle Clean? Oh, I don't, I don't know who to defer to. Justin, who's going to take this one? I told him, uh, ask him on the pod. I'm not going to tell you now. That's what the podcast is for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we got connected. How long ago was it? Last year, I want to say. It was like a year ago. I think this is like our one-year friend friendversary. Yes, yes. And I'm trying to remember what the first initial uh, connection point was. Uh, I know Scott was mm -hmm. Scott. I met Scott first, and then yep. met you, and then met you, and then we went out and we did the uh, the Austin 
um, the oh, running yeah, event. The yeah, running the event together. Event. And I got to, and, and I guess that is where the friendship was really bonded right there uh, mm -hmm. because I realized how popular uh, JT was. Um, and they were smoking mirrors, man. The community. Yeah, I know, like I mean, four people, so, and I had a, I showed them up. I, I had all four people just conveniently stop by while Justin and I were hanging out. Just like uh, walk in from the street as you guys are walking around, like, "Hey, JT." Yeah, man, it was crazy. No, Paparazzi you know and everything. We did have a few connections. So I remember it being cool. Well, one was Jamie from Under Armour, uh, who yes. we work with a lot, and she was like, "Oh, you got to talk to you got to talk to Justin," and I'm like. Okay, that's cool. And yep. and then you know who else was Paras from uh, Raw Running Club? He hit me yes. up. And was like, oh, you got to talk to Justin. And I'm like, then when people start hitting me from like different points, I'm like, okay, this is you know, it, let's do this. So let's reach, let's reach out and let's make this connection. And through sure. and Justin through through Scott, you must have had like a little Cal connect, right? Like you went yep. to school at Cal, right? Yep. Okay, and so you played Go ball Bears. there. Right, right. There you go. And and so there might have been a little bit of that connection there so far. Okay, so that's yeah. the, that's the relationship. That's how you and JT and Scott kind of all came together mm -hmm. and soul focus and sort of things. But you know, I, no, JT's a wonderful guy for sure. Right, no mm -hmm. doubt about that. But there's got to be like a little bit of um, interesting like business context too. And I know for a lot of folks, uh, this might be the first time that they're hearing about your your company. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, when you were talking to JT about maybe like the synergy, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your company, uh, the organization and, and how that, how that plays in from a Cal football player and a, and a pro bowler, right. Into, yeah. into the running world. It seems like a, it's a really interesting segue. Um, so the company is, is certainly there to help bridge that gap. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do and, and uh, where you're going? Yeah, for sure. So, <clears throat> started this company a few years ago with a, a teammate of mine and uh, we saw a pain point within the industry uh, where there was Gatorade for hydration, muscle milk for recovery, Nike Under Armour, you name it for apparel, but nothing that spoke authentically to the everyday athlete when it came to hygiene and personal care. So wanted to really uh, establish ourselves uh, and really disrupt this category in personal care. Uh, we did it first by our, our hero product, the shower pill, which is a disposable washcloth antibacterial toilet that removes sweat, dirt, and body odor. And I really was really focused on like team sports. I was in the NFL at the time, trying to get it to other guys. And it was like, man, this is gonna be great for other professional athletes. But turns out um, there were many different use cases for the product. And one of the biggest uh, users of the product became runners. And it was these social runners that were going out to, to events where it was, uh, Tough Mudder, they were going to Tough Mudder events, they were going to Ragnar Relay. And that's where we kind of really birthed and grew our uh, community was from a Ragnar Relay. And and uh, we just started growing from there and the running community has been great to us and we're starting to invest more into the space and uh, trying to connect with the right people and partner with the right people. We are mission driven first while we're creating these convenient products with clean ingredients for this active consumer. So connecting with so focus, uh, was a no-brainer as they uh, have been in the industry, understand it for a long time, high high integrity, high character guys. Um, and uh, if we we're going to build with anybody, we wanted to build with them. Yeah, that may, I mean, it makes total sense to me. Um, look, as a disgusting runner, I appreciate the product uh, <laughs> as well. And, I, I'm not, and, and, and I'm not even, I'm not joking because there's been, back in the days when airplanes were in the air and not on the ground, 
Um, right. I used to throw them in my travel bag in the long connections and, and, and I would go for a run at, and this is ridiculous. I'd go for a run this in an airport too. And, stupid. and sometimes there wouldn't be showers. So I'd go for a yeah. run in the airport on a long layover and then actually have like, then like use that before jumping on like another, whatever it is, like six, seven hours. Yeah. Um, and what's so wild, it's, it's there. Kidding, it, how many, what's your running day streak at right now, Josh? Uh, how many days in a row? I'm a little over nine years nine years or so whoa every day yeah. justin yeah, yeah so it's uh not kidding wow yeah and this is the man but, that like travels all over for google and does all these crazy but things the so point of it, over weird spots and he's running with his suitcase yeah. like a, a dum-dum and, yeah, so yeah. The, yeah the, big, the big point of it man the big point of it is I, I may run every day but i don't shower every day apparently so that's where you come <laughs> in that's where i come in to save you that's where you come in so i appreciate it so thank you first of all wow, for that's making awesome, less disgusting yeah. It's really um, great. Great story. Yeah. But so, what what attracted us to it, because I mean, we work with a lot of products and we work with a lot of companies. And every time Justin gives that pitch, the, the community orientation and the community cornerstone is always part of it. It's not like, uh, you know, a pitch or like, oh, yeah, we also like to give back. It's almost like that same thing we were talking about where he leads with dad and husband. They're always leading with community. And so when I heard that and I was like, oh, Scott, like this is. This is us, but in a product form. Right. Uh, we're a, we're mm -hmm. a services agency, but th that's where I saw the real connection. So it was, yeah, we get along and, and we can have a good time and, and, and joke and have lunch. But when you're, uh, when you align, I guess from from a sense of just values, yep. it was just way easier for us to to connect with Hustle Clean and, and the Shower Pill team. So yeah, and and Justin, you do a ton of stuff within the community um, right right now. And mm -hmm. do you have a do you have a couple of things that you're working on within the community that you want to highlight? Yeah, uh, so at least uh, in the past and the last few months, I've been doing a number of initi initiatives with the homeless community. Uh, we've been out. My business partner lives in uh, Sacramento. We've been out in the community servicing those that are in need, handing out product hygiene. Um, not just uh, our product, uh, the Hustle Clean Body Wipe, but also uh, hand sanitizers or what have you, just to make sure that we're doing our part to give back during this time where a lot of uh, a lot of people can't afford to buy these uh, essential mm -hmm. items. Um, so make sure we're out there at the forefront of that. And right now, me being in Texas, we had a hurricane that really hit the Gulf Coast really mm -hmm. bad. Um, so we're trying to find ways where we can uh, support uh, the community down on the Gulf Gulf Coast um uh, as they try to recover and rebound uh from that storm there's a lot of a lot of communities down there that have been re really devastated yeah. and hit hard so we're always trying to look and find ways to insert ourselves where it's authentic and uh, we can actually create some some impact and change yeah and that's and thank you for all all that work i think that's it's fantastic like jt said that's like that community aspect is is important for uh the the run local crew as well you yep. know, and I know JT, yep. we were think, talking about this a little bit earlier too. Like one of the challenges with that is like, you know, how do you balance this idea of becoming a profitable business with this, mm -hmm. this idea of, of, you know, giving back and, and, and serving? I think some people feel like it's like they're polar opposites. Or but you're seeing it as, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or parallel paths. Like, but you're seeing it as like, no, no, it's the same path. It's one thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, we, we believe wholeheartedly at Hustle Clean that if we focus on the mission, uh, the, all those other things will come. All those things that we want, we'll see uh, increase in uh, the P&L statements. Um, we will see an increase in revenue. 
um, because um, if we're able to in, uh, impact the customer in a real authentic way, uh, they'll buy in. Um, they'll start to uh, share uh, what we bring to the table to the people around them in their community. You start hearing word of mouth um, pass around about the brand and the company. I believe the consumer has changed over time. Like we used to see like it was straight product, uh, but as you deal with more millennials um, and the younger uh, generation, it is heavily like they want to know what you stand for. What's your why behind the company? It's more than just product. It's about, you know, uh, your stance. Um, how are you impacting? Uh, how are you creating change? And uh, so that's what we lead with. That's cool. And same, same uh, here, here. So preaching to the choir on that one. Uh, Josh, I want to switch gears a little bit. You know, I've been listening to some Justin Forsett podcasts. I listened to the Adam White one with uh, uh, Front Office <laughs> Sports. And almost all of them want to get into Shark Tank and your, uh, you, you know, the the, the the lack <laughs> the, the lack of victory on that one. And I'm not going yes. to do it only because every other podcast you've done has said, oh, tell us about Shark the Tank. The lack of victory. Right. <laughs> That's a great wording, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Alternative facts. The loss. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but well, you, may dodge, you may have dodged something too, right? Like you, you maintain full okay, control sure. over your company, right? Uh, I mean, it's like point. it's not a one-sided negotiation on that, you know, the the TV right. show, because you talk about something like, and not to push Shark Tank too far aside here, because JT clearly wants to revert back to that at some point. But like there was a, like the the to, the in, the other side of it too is like you had a pitch at Target, right? Like really, that mm -hmm. really helped take things off, which was bigger. It might have been bigger than anything that could have been offered on 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 Shark Tank. So there's like two For sides sure. of this spectrum too. You've got probably saved yourself, you know, a huge headache of having to deal with Mark Cuban all the time or whatever. <laughs> right. No, it's definitely when you get on that show, um, you can't pay for. I mean, well, it's hard to pay for that type of exposure. You're talking about four to seven million viewers uh, watching your brand, and uh, so it's an amazing experience. Uh, now, we didn't get a deal on there, but there was still great impact uh, to our business. Uh, that really propelled us into the mainstream as the kind of really first mover within our space and in our category, uh, then pushed us into other shows like Good Morning America, The View, that really uh, got us more attention. And then following up that, getting into Target, uh, we had a big pitch there uh, with their buyer. Uh, being able to say that we had, you know, exposure uh, from Shark Tank was really very, very beneficial for us. So uh, it was all, it was, it was us growing and learning from mistakes in the past, and uh, you know, making our, our our next move the best move. So uh, it ended up working out for us in a number of ways, whether it's yep. for the business and internal team. That's cool. And I think I finally, Josh, I think I found my path on how I want to get to where we're going. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Welcome to the show, JT. Welcome to the show. There we go. <laughs> I see the matrix. So some of these things are, are lessons learned through athletics. I feel like I, some of the best things that ever happened to me were some big L's that I took. Um, mm -hmm. You're welcome. So, You're welcome. I gave you a couple of <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm just uh, here. To, I'm here to teach. I'm here to teach. You know, he was like, you were definitely one of my my favorite runners. Um, and this is that's the last compliment I'm going to give you. Uh, <laughs> so, but there was something great you would learn in that cycle of like, I'm now I got to go back to work, and now I'm going to figure out how to win this thing. 
and if I would have won that stupid race, uh, you know, something all conferences a freshman or done something like that, I can almost guarantee I would have taken my foot off the off the pedal a little bit and not figured out how to how to break through. And I just seem to have some really key losses in my life that propelled me to to some things that I get to do now, which is cool. And I don't know if you had some yeah. of that growing up in in sport. Of course, my uh, my my life's journey is riddled with uh, setbacks and rejection and losses. So um, that's just uh, really made me who I am today. I try to make, uh, you know, my past uh, a school, not a prison. So making sure that I'm learning and growing from those things, those errors, if I face rejection, um, how can I get better? How can I make sure that those moments aren't defining me, but refining me? Um, my my journey to the NFL, being a 5'8", 195-pound running back, playing cool. nine years, being a, a Pro Bowl running back, that didn't come easy. Like I was on seven teams um, in those nine years. I was fired six times. Um, so it really, really calloused me and really uh, made me uh, more persistent, um, more durable. My endurance now is uh, is at a is at a level where I'm not easily broken. And uh, so I'm able to face adversity head on and take it as and in stride and try to use it to to propel me forward. I love that. That's super inspiring stuff. And Josh, I'm going to go right in into my follow-up because I saw that path, which was, um, you just keep rolling, buddy. uh, There's this time in sport, um, when you're forced to move on, right? We, Josh and I had it from college athletics to how are you going to run post-collegiately? Uh, and then at post-collegiately we're done making chances at Olympic teams. So now it's time to find a job. You had that chance and it seems like you, handled it incredibly that transition which is so difficult from getting hit every sunday and just lifting weights and doing those (laughs) things uh and running into people hitting other people into now i'm going to go to to a different boardroom come up with a different plan hit a different weight room which is going to be books and and a business plan and all these different pieces and you succeeded at that too and i know they're connected but there it is such a difficult task and can you speak to like how what that backbone was that that allowed you to make that transition yeah um the transition um from the outside looking in it definitely looks smooth um but there is a lot of a a lot of lessons that i had to to learn along the way um what helped me was because uh, my pursuit of greatness never stopped like i always wanted to be an all-pro running back but I believe that greatness doesn't when you're chasing greatness, it doesn't just stop in one area of your life. If like greatness should exude you, like it should exude out of you. Like whatever you do, you should want to be great. It can't be like an you know all-American runner or be this great runner or a great football player and be a terrible dad. Like if you're truly chasing chasing greatness, like it should it should flow into every aspect of your life. And uh, so I wanted to be all pro football player. I want to be all pro husband. I want to be all pro dad. I want to be all pro businessman. So I was always constantly trying to improve myself, looking in my look in the mirror and say, man, how can I get better? How can I learn? So being humble, being hungry really allowed me to have a smooth, smoother transition than most uh, because I started while I was playing. Um, I constantly put myself around people that were smarter than me, uh, that could help me, that that were like experts within the industry that I was in or I was interested in. And uh, I relied on them heavily uh, to kind of really uh, be my coaches in this new phase of life that I was going into. And uh, they really helped me, uh, uh, you know, move from some of these obstacles 
or avert some of these obstacles that will come my way. So it was, uh, it, it was definitely, uh, definitely hit the ground running once football was over, but there were still some things that I had to learn, especially trying to, you know, balancing, you know, family and, uh, you know, being there for my wife and kids, uh, as well as trying to, you know, build this, build this empire. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and JT, if you got any, got any more in this path? No, well, I, why I wanted to get here is because I don't think it's just about, you know, not everyone can relate from being an all pro running back and into, into serious business entrepreneurship. But I think what people can relate to right now is that COVID and the pandemic and a, a strange economic time has put them into a place of furlough, or maybe they got laid off, or maybe they're looking for a transition because uh, they've realized this time, this is our only time on earth and I want to do something great and I want to do chase my dreams. Yeah. And so I yeah. think all those lessons, it's not just for us. It's, it's that humble and hungry attitude. It's the finding a mentor to who's going to help me define my job and my next step. And those lessons that like connect to everybody that's listening to this, uh, all six of them are going to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, we did get one more follower last week. So yes, we, I know it's five and uh, six. So, I'll tell, uh, I'll tell my dad you appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sorry. but john awesome. i mean you and i were talking about that earlier too uh, yeah yeah well i think being I think, kind of the kernel of, of for something yeah and and i think what i think would and i, I don't want to summarizing a little bit what justin's saying is it, it's really about this idea of resilience and mm -hmm. and figuring out like uh, even if you were to put this into a sports analogy, right? Everybody's going to come. The defense is going to come up with a, a strategy. The offense is going to come up with a strategy, and that's never going to play out in the way that you think it is. So there's always adaptations along the way. And same thing in sports. There's a or running. There's you know you, you get banged up along the way. It doesn't plan out the way you want. Same thing within life. And the thing that that Justin that I hear a lot with what you're saying is like, yeah, that's fine, right? Things come up. But the way to overcome that and really build resilience is being open to learning and, and rather than focusing on the obstacle. And that could be learning that is, is different than, than anything that you're doing right now. Maybe it's something where, like you're saying, you, you, know, you want to be a great dad and a, and a, and a great husband. Um, that's a different set of learning than it is to figure out you know, whether someone's in a cover two or whatever the case is. Um, right. Right. And, and that helps expand your, your, your mind a little bit to be better at those things that you're focused on. Um, and I, you know, what I'm, what I'm curious is from your perspective too, is like when folks want to take those steps in, in creating themselves to be a bit more resilient, um, you know, it sounds like you're a pretty grateful guy, you know, like how do you, how do you balance like the direction you want to go with recognizing those things that you're, that you're grateful for, um, to continue to progress against those, those obstacles that come ahead. No, man, uh, that's a great question. <clears throat> One, I think, um, I always say when I'm, when I'm sharing at least my story is that greatness grows best in the shadows. And what I mean by that is that we don't get our, uh, that we don't get our greatest things when we're at the top of the mountain. We get our greatest gains on our climb and our pursuit to the top. And we're constantly being pulled and stretched and we have to dig deep within ourselves and pull out things that we didn't even know existed inside of us to take us to the next phase and next chapter in life. So I think it's, it's important for us to embrace those moments of adversity, embrace those moments of uncomfortability and embrace those moments of tension, because those things will really, uh, if we have the right perspective, really take us to the next level in life. So 
I think it's important that we embrace the shadows um, in this dark time that we may be in right now um, in the world, in this country, uh, but also excel at what you can control. Like my, my life and my journey, there was so much out of my control, but if you get so wrapped up into things that are outside of your power, you will be stressed, you'll be depressed, um, you'll just be worn out. You'll be on this emotional roller coaster that will be completely draining. You'll be in a really dark place. So my my advice is always to excel at the controllables. Those things that uh, those things that are easily in your power, your attitude, your effort, your preparation. Those things will keep you until you get that breakthrough that you're that you're looking for in life. So I'm just in a constant. You know, I try to stay in a constant. Uh, phase or mentality of just like thankfulness and gratefulness and this maximizing everything that I have in front of me, not getting too far ahead, not being too far, looking too far behind me, but like really staying present and in the moment and excelling at those things that will my power. As long as you keep that mindset, you, you're usually good. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a great lesson. Just like figuring out, okay, what are the things that I actually have influence over what are the things that are a little bit further afield to the, that aren't necessarily in that sphere of, of influence? Uh, and, you know, the, the, where's, where's my control within all that? You know, and, yep. I, and, and, and to kind of build on that, it, it, I think one thing that JT and I were both chatting about earlier is this, you know, this transition between being a, 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 an athlete, right, um, especially in college. And imagine there's, there's very few people that go on and make their money in athletics. There's a lot of folks yeah. that want to do that, but as you get closer to the top of the pyramid, the, the opportunity is much smaller. And and I've always been I've always been curious about this idea about what we do with uh, NCAA athletes or coll collegiate athletes to help them prepare for life in a different direction after they've after they've concluded their athletic career. Um, and and sure. I know that's a that's a really really tough. It's just, it's tough. It's tough because it defines you who you are. You've spent all your energy into that. And maybe just from your perspective, that's a long-winded way of asking you, like, what are some of the skills that you learned as an athlete, in addition to this resiliency, um, and maybe some mm -hmm. more like tactical skills um, that that would come across in, in any aspect, just to help athletes start to think like, yeah, okay, I, I've done that. I, I know that. It's just a different lens to look at life. For sure. So uh, there's a number of ways. There's so many crossovers. It's crazy um, uh, with running a business and then running a football uh, <laughs> for me, because uh, one, it definitely that resiliency, uh, you know, plays a big part of it. Like you're going to face rejection in life. Anything that you do, adversity is inevitable. So buckle up, get ready. It's coming. Um, just be prepared for it. Uh, so. Um, so I think work ethic. Um, I think perseverance, um, I think uh, communication is extremely sure. important. Being around in team sports most of my life, um, how to build a team, putting the people around you um, that are going to add value into your life and finding those people, finding those traits that you want in a team member. Like I've seen those things on the sports on the sports field in the sports arena. So I can I can I can see what it looks like uh, on the business side. That's really helpful when you talk about hiring and even firing people. You see some of those traits that you like. You like I mentioned hungry, humble, uh, smart, um, this ideal team player um, that you want on your in your in your business. Like I, I can spot those things fairly clear. Um, now as an entrepreneur in the business world. Um, and there's some things that are different, but I would say 
those things uh, are at the top. Uh, and I see every day I'm exercising every day. Like uh, you can't get away from that discipline, that work ethic. Like you're not going to be successful, but you also have to be working hard at the right things in business. Like sometimes in sports, you can just be a hard worker and you get by. But in business, you can actually be working hard at the wrong things and not uh, be successful. So uh, I, I think being busy uh, is not good enough. You have to be busy at the right things, doing the right things. I love that. I, I love the idea, too, about this team mentality. And you think like, sports you're on a team all the time right when you're yep. just at education you're just going through school yeah you might do some team projects you might do some things there but when you get out and you go into the real world and well, the real world but you go into the working environment you're going to be part of a team right like that, that, just, i mean justin it, you right? I, you and wale were teammates right yeah 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 we yeah. were teammates there yeah. um, <laughs> so his co-founder sure. is an actual teammate oh, there you go yeah. And that's actually something we have in common at Soul Focus. We have like five UC Santa Barbara track athletes that work for us at, in some level, sometimes just contractors, some are full-time. Not only do we take the team aspect, we actually took the team and just put them into the company. <laughs> that, was the, that was the people we trusted. And those are the people I knew that work hard and just people I could be honest with and know that they would give me everything. So it's like yep. family, family here. All right, Josh, um, I'm pretty fired up from all the resiliency talk and like getting after it. So I think we're going to be able to take some some great clips from that and, and put them out there. And people are going to be fired up to hear what Justin said. Uh, but I need to know, I need to talk a little bit about NFL 2020. Um, okay. I need some fantasy tips because I got smoked yesterday. Also, uh, okay. I want to I, I know your perspective on how weird it must be for these guys to play in empty stadiums, in these cavernous, like fake sound being pumped in, uh, road teams are no longer road teams really. Is it, what was your takeaway yesterday in watching and, these games? And, and JT, to JT's point is like, we're, as cross country runners, we are experts in having no fans. Yeah. So if you need some consultation, like I've seen like five fans total in like 20 years of running cross country. So we got you. <laughs> That's what we need. We need to, we need to, we need to have you guys consulting some of these teams on how to handle that. Uh, yeah, so no, nah, it, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy to see um, at the end of the day, like we're trained to play anywhere with whether there's, you know, fans in the crowd, 70,000, 100,000 to, you know, zero. Uh, yeah. I was uh, making a joke yesterday, but it was it was real. But I, I liken it to as I was watching the the Bucks and the Saints play in that dome and, the, and down there in that Mercedes-Benz uh, Superdome. It is really yeah. crazy loud uh, normally down there. And uh, it was like definitely quiet um watching that game and it really reminded me of playing the rams when they were in st louis because nobody was coming <laughs> I to, saw that tweet. I to saw those that games tweet. the edward jones the edward jones <laughs> arena games yes it was literally like it was like before right before now they would start to pack in later in the uh in the game but that first quarter it was like man this is like a you know practice squad game um but <laughs> But no, I, I can only imagine, man. I feel bad for some of the uh, young guys that are coming in. Like, I remember my first time, you know, running out of that tunnel, you know, playing in my first NFL game at the Metrodome in Minnesota and hearing the fans go crazy and hear the booze coming out. And it's just like, man, you, I mean, 
that is something special. You know, yeah. that is something that every player should get the chance to experience. And they're not going to be able to experience that, you know, yeah. uh, this year, maybe. So, so it's, it's definitely tough, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's your career, it's your job. So, I mean, you get paid to go out there and perform, uh, whether it's zero or a hundred thousand fans. So they'll be okay. Cool. JT, how many fans, when you go into the office, how many fans do you have usually? Like, not, not this year's different. I get it. But normal, <laughs> a normal year, how many fans do you have when you go into your job? You know what? They're, no one's happy to see me. I get the same booze as a road game. <laughs> I'm coming in here, shitting on people left and right. This place is a mess. Everything, uh, Everything's crazy. So uh, I get, I'm like an away team all the time when I come oh, into my office. That's great. An underdog. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, can I get, can, do you have a fantasy sleeper for me somewhere? Who's someone that I should pick up? Because I, I mean it. I'm not very good at this, apparently. Uh, I got uh, smoked yesterday. JT's Any, just been picking offensive maybe linemen. I'm running back. I'm, no, I'm thinking it. about running backs right now. I, I need a, a fantasy sleeper. I mean, Clyde uh, Elair, I think that's how you say his last name. Down into mm -hmm. the Chiefs, I'm sure that he's already snatched up on wires. Yeah, but maybe have, I've got some trade. I got some trade prospects. Maybe I could. He had a good get, good day yesterday, didn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I will say him. I yeah. will say uh, if you don't have Lamar, Lamar Jackson should be. Yeah. Uh, should be. He's gonna get points. He's so exciting. Uh, oh man, he's 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 in, he's incredible, man. He's in, he has an arm right now. I mean, he's. He was surgical yesterday, so I'm excited about that as a as a Raven. Um, yeah. But but Mark Ingram is a good one. I think we're gonna see a lot out of him. Dobbins mm. in the backfield. I'm I'm sticking with the Ravens right now because. Yep. Uh, go birds. Uh, yep. That's yeah. Go birds. <laughs> so. So we should it. see uh, out of those players. Yeah. That's so good. Um. All right. I like because this is the Run Local podcast, and while we're not specifically talking about running, I like to end with with something local um on on each show mm -hmm. so i want to know what's your favorite local restaurant in dallas who do you want to give a shout out to that does it right uh delicious every time good people oh man my favorite local spot oh man i would say i gotta go barbecue since i'm in mm -hmm. dallas and texas i'm going to go uh, Tender Smokehouse, uh, which is owned by a friend of mine, um, and they are incredible. Great barbecue. I think they were up at like number three spot on Yelp um, in the country when it came to barbecue. So is uh, Tender Smokehouse? Yeah, that's why. Shout out! It. Shout out to to Tory Hunter too, the owner of the uh, restaurant. Oh. Tory Hunter, the 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 ball player, Tory Hunter, different Tory Hunter. Yep, Same ball player. All right, Great there ball. you go. All right. Well, next time I'm in Dallas, we have to go there and uh, and get some barbecue. Let's do it. All right. That sounds great. Josh, you can um, go And Justin, where uh, where can folks pick up the pick up the product? Where can they where can they find Hustle Clean? Man, Hustle Clean. Uh, you're gonna be able to find it uh, in Target, uh, Amazon. Um, and when is this when is this show gonna air? Are we? Uh... If we're going Wednesday. We do a run local Wednesday, so we do a quick edit and turn it around Wednesday afternoon. But um, okay, well, you guys are gonna be faster, uh, so I have to save it for next time. So stay tuned. We got about yeah. four thousand stores that we're going into. Uh, we are gonna, we're gonna help gonna... you. That is Soul Focus's job to help you share that message when it. When yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll we'll drop that. 
but we'll actually be in Coles here some in October too. So still look out for that. Uh, so some really cool cool things going. Cool. Uh, thank you so much, Justin, for joining us on the Run Local podcast. Uh, I, I just have so much fun working with you. Thank you for the fantasy tips and really for motivating everybody on on how to work through a transition in life in anything they're doing. I think that was yeah, my yeah. big takeaway for today. Yeah. Great talking to you, Justin. Uh, thank you for all of that and and for for you know for making me personally a little less a little less disgusting. I ah, there we that, go. You know, <laughs> above all else. I love it. Now, love I'm it. just waiting for you to come up with a, with a maybe like a like a like a razor line, perhaps you know something okay. like that. Yeah. yeah. Let me know when that hits. Okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> we need a just for men form too. Yeah, get that thing. Yeah, on. that's true. That's true. We got you. Bald, bald oh. is beautiful, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that I don't have to edit this out, I do want to tell everyone else what's going on in the run local events world. The Silicon Valley half real virtual racing is going on between September 17th and September 28th. That's where you can run a half marathon, 10K or 5K on pre uh, kind of measured courses throughout the Bay Area. Uh, we just wrapped up the California Coast 500. So, oh, Josh, perfect timing, rocking the medal. He finished 500 miles along the coast, virtually along the coast of California 500. So Josh, you nailed it there. And then of course, we're gonna have our East Bay 510K. That's a 10K and 5K out in the East Bay. And we're actually gonna do some promotions with Hustle Clean and Wale uh, out there as we, we give away some stuff to the community and uh, do some nonprofit projects through that event. So anything you wanna know about Run Local Events, go to runlocalevents.com. Or if you wanna check out the shop for the hat, Josh is wearing another the other stuff. So runlocalshop.com. Man, I just, I did it right. I finally remembered all those things, Josh, uh, except for the fact <laughs> that Silicon Valley Half Marathon is presented by Excite Credit Union, my favorite credit union in the Bay Area. That's the Run Local Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you, Justin Forsett. Josh, talk to you in two weeks. Sounds good. Later, Thanks, guys. guys. That was Appreciate fantastic. You guys.